Hey, it's Adam from Splendid Sports. Well, by now you've probably heard about the passing of the legend Bill Russell. On this one, because it's a sports card channel and podcast, I'm obviously going to show some sports cards. I have 11 Bill Russell cards that I want to show, one for each NBA championship that he won in his career. But even if you're not a basketball fan or a basketball collector, I think even just as a collector of, of uh, sports cards or sports fan, hopefully this video will be valuable and you can connect with in a way that is really beyond basketball. Even if you don't know who Bill Russell is, or like I said, if you're not a basketball card collector, uh, if you only have time to watch for a few minutes, you can skip over the cards if you want. Uh, but I would love if you just go to the end of this video if there's only one piece you watch. There's about a three minute interview clip of Bill Russell that uh, was from 2008. Uh, you know, I'm a lifelong Celtics fan, so I've always known about Bill Russell. Uh, but this interview was the first, one of the first interviews I ever saw with Bill Russell. Uh, again, back in 2008, where I understood after that interview what made Bill Russell Bill Russell. I had heard stories, uh, you know, obviously from my uh, from my parents. Uh, they they talk about um, you know Bill Russell and, and the Celtics dynasty, how they won all those championships and. Uh, really, the, the main things that I had heard was that, you know, obviously Bill Russell won all those championships and the team won all those championships. Uh, and, and the other piece that I would always hear is Bill Russell when it came to uh, defense and especially with block shots. The thing that was different, this is uh, specific to my dad. He would always tell me, you know, whenever Bill Russell came came up in a conversation or anything, it would be that one thing is that he didn't just block shots. He blocked shots and blocked him inbounds uh, so that his team could get the ball. But uh, Bill Russell did it in a way where, you know, he looked at it as uh, a team win, not just a win for him blocking a shot, but his team getting the ball. So uh, th those are the really things I heard. But again, uh, growing up, you know, there wasn't a lot of information. There wasn't an internet really until a while after I was, you know, grown up where uh, you could look up stories. It was just more of like word of mouth. So when I heard that interview in 2008, again, that was, and that's what I inserted at the end of this video, uh, that, when I saw that interview, I had just a whole new perspective and appreciation of Bill Russell, because I always knew he was, you know, an athletic freak. He, he could jump out of the building, and he was just, you know, more athletic than anyone he ever played against. And that played a long role into, um, you know, how, he, how, how good he was on the court. But more than that, was the mental, the intelligence, and the emotional intelligence too. If, when you watch this interview at the end, you'll get what I'm talking about because it's more than basketball, it's about life. And he invented Celtic pride, in my opinion. Him and Red Arback, he looked at Red Arback not just as his coach uh, or even as a coach, he looked at him as they were partners, they were working together. Uh, so Celtic pride is a thing where, you know, us Celtics fans, we, we, we still say it, but. You know, to be honest, that was something that was long ago, uh, started by Bill Russell and Red Auerbach and, um, you know, picked up by the Celtics teams of the 80s with Larry Bird and McHale and Parrish, that dynasty in the 80s. Um, and then, you know, we had that one one championship in 2008, which is relevant to that interview that I'm going to show you. Uh, but, you know, really for me, growing up, being born in 1981, 
I don't re really remember any of the Celtics championships of the 80s because the last one was in 1987. I don't really have any memories of when I was six of the Celtics winning that championship. What I do remember is about right after that, I remember the, you know, the second half of Larry Bird's career where uh, he was good, but he was not the Larry Bird from, uh, you know, 1981 to 87. The uh, last half, I remember that pretty clearly, but it was more just, uh, you know, it was Michael Jordan was entering the picture and the Pistons were entering the picture. So the point being, the Celtics went 21 years from 87 to 2008 without winning a championship. And it was a lot of years where they were just irrelevant, middle of the pack. Some years they were just terrible, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the league. So it was 21 years of, of um, really tough years for Celtics fans. And then 2008 came around where they traded for Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and they had Paul Pierce and Rondo, Kendrick Perkins. Uh, and this interview that you're going to see at the end, it's Bill Russell talking with Kevin Garnett. And this interview was before they won the championship. It was a few months before. And that's all I'll say. You'll, you'll get the idea. But I feel like in many ways, uh, that, that impact that Bill Russell made on that team in that year was his, one of his final gifts to the Celtics. I really, I really feel like, you know, he wasn't the coach of the team or anything, but I, I feel like his presence and his uh, mentorship, really, to Kevin Garnett in particular, but even other players on that team, was a big part of how they became winners and, and beat the Lakers and Kobe Bryant and the Lakers in that, in that finals. But let's first, I want to show these cards. I uh, have overtime built up. Uh, like I said, it's just coincidence that I have 11 cards of Bill Russell and he won 11 championships. He doesn't have a lot of cards, so that's one of the reasons. Uh, but here we'll start with 2019 Panini Prism, Silver Prism. We're going to work our way back to the playing years cards, which there are not many of. 2018 Panini Prism, Ruby Wave, one of those parallels. PSA 10, and that first card was PSA 10 too. We got another PSA 10, 2013 Panini Prism, red, white, and blue. I like that parallel. Then we got 2013 PSA 10 Fleer Retro. This is a cool image of him in his college days. Uh, believe it or not, he didn't just win championships in the pros. He won 11 NBA championships and two NCAA championships uh, at the University of San Francisco, which that image is from. Nice card there. Then we have 2013 Fleer Retro Bill Russell, another college photo, Fleer Ultra, PSA 10. These are real low populations on these two. 2012 SP Authentic Bill Russell, PSA 10 there, uh, and it's a rookie FX, uh, another another cool photo of him dunking there. 2012 SP Authentic Canvas Collection, Dawn's PSA 10, another college photo. And then we have uh, First Year Prism, 2012 Panini Prism, base card, PSA 10, those uh, 2012 Prisms tend to uh, have a little, uh, or, or in many cases, a lot higher of a selling price because it's the first year of, of Prism. And then, love this card. 2008, one of my favorite years of tops in all sports. Bill Russell, number 175, PSA 10. This is a really cool image, him dunking, but look who else is in that photo. 
Mr. Wilt Chamberlain. And then you get the background photo with all the banners of the championships. Beautiful card. All right, we got two left, and these are playing days cards. This one here, 1961 Fleer, PSA 7, number 38, base card. This is a card that, this is how crazy things have uh, really progressed in the, in the sports card market. Um, this card could have been had uh, a couple years ago, like before the pandemic, like late 2019, early 2020 even, you could have had this card for 500 bucks, right around that range. And now it's, I would say at least 10 times that. Uh, so I, I, I purchased this card back even before that. I think I got it back in uh, 2018, something like that. So we're talking maybe four or five years ago. Uh, but he only, Mr. Russell only has three playing days cards. He's got this one that you're seeing here and this next one, 1961 Fleer in action, number 62 and a PSA 7. You could have had this card back same period, late 2019, early 2020. You could have had this card for like 300 bucks. And now same idea, you're probably looking at 10 times that. That just goes to show you that even someone as great as Bill Russell, over time, certain players just get overlooked. Uh, maybe because he doesn't have a lot of cards. Like I said, he's got three playing days cards. These two, and then his rookie card, which I don't have his rookie card. Uh, the 57 Tops card. I always like these two better. Uh, and in fact, you know, this in-action card sells for a lot of times half of the price of the, the base card we just looked at. But I actually like the in-action card better. I like, rather than the portrait, I'll show them together here. They're both some of my best cards, my favorite cards. Uh, but I like the in-action better just from a visual standpoint. And you, as a general rule with sports cards for me, if I can get a card with the athlete who's in action playing the sport that <laughs> they play, I'll take that card all day over a portrait shot. Uh, and, and especially with this portrait shot where you know, he just looks not the greatest expression, but either way, beautiful cards. And uh, like I said, not that long ago, these cards were, now of course the market has climbed, but Bill Russell, even in particular, was just somebody who, <laughs> for being, an, uh, in my opinion, a maybe a top, probably a top five NBA player of all time. He's the winningest player of all time. And I would argue the greatest winner and also the greatest teammate, because in team sports, you know, you hear, oh, Bill Russell is the greatest winner. But yeah, he was also the greatest teammate. Because if you listen to, uh, you know, I grew up watching uh, Celtics games where Tommy Heinsohn and, and Bob Cousy were announcing and commentating. And the, the, whenever they would bring up Bill Russell, it, it was sheer reverence. They looked at him as an idol. He was a teammate, but just there was such a tremendous amount of respect for their former teammate that... Uh, I always remember that whenever I'd hear them talking about Bill Russell, it was as if they were talking about a God. And uh, that's just, I feel like that is a sign of someone who's a truly great all-time legend in team sports. It, one, of the, one of the measuring sticks, I believe, is how do, the, how do the former teammates of that player talk about him? How do they feel about him after the fact? 
Uh, I think that's that's important. How good of a teammate were you? Not just how much did you win, but a lot of times those are tied together too. Last piece I want to show here is a memorabilia piece. What we have here. This is a 1984, October 1984, October 1984, Sports Illustrated, Bill Russell, Larry Bird on the cover, autographed and authenticated by both. And as you can see here, this was authenticated by Hollywood Collectibles. Rich Altman, who is no longer living, but about 20 years ago, you know, Bill Russell until then was the hobby's one of, if not the most notorious non-signers. He just didn't sign autographs. By all accounts, was a great guy and uh, just, you know, if you ever heard him laugh, he's just uh, got a contagious laugh and was always, I've never heard anything bad about him as far as like personal interactions, uh, but he just didn't, for whatever reasons, was not someone who would sign autographs. Until about 20 years ago, Rich Altman and his company they partnered up somehow and they and they uh, were able to get him to start signing. And so this was authenticated by by uh, Hollywood Collectibles, Rich Altman. And it's just a really cool piece that I love hanging up on the wall. I love uh, old Sports Illustrated, old Beckett's, and uh, especially one like this where my two favorite basketball players, two greatest Celtics, two of the greatest five players that have ever played Great teammates, not with each other, but just great teammates to each of their teams. Uh, that's a big thing for me in basketball. Not just, you know, how much did you win or, you know, how, how good of a, a team basketball player were you? Did you make players around you better? And these guys certainly did. So a real cool piece there. And, you know, for me personally, uh, I've mentioned my dad a lot in, in some of my videos with my his influence on um you know, sports and, and who I'm fans of and stories that he would tell me. But I got to say, when it comes to basketball, Celtics basketball, my mom, believe it or not, was actually, and still is, a bigger Celtics fan than, than my dad by far. She, I don't think she's, that I can remember, has missed the Celtics game. Uh, growing up, you know, my dad would work nights and uh, I just remember my dad would, would go to work and the Celtics game was still on. And me and my mom would watch the Celtics game together and we'd laugh at uh, Tommy Heinsohn complaining about the refs and uh, just something that my mom has always been a huge sports fan. She loves the Red Sox, the uh, Patriots, uh, but especially the Celtics. Basketball has always been her favorite and still is, loves watching every Celtics game. So uh, she was a big influence on me with, with uh, loving Celtics basketball and I still do. So like I mentioned, this next part here, uh, my, my favorite interview I've ever seen with Bill Russell. This, just to set the stage a little better. So this was uh, early 2008 that this, was take, this interview was done. It's Kevin Garnett, who had just that year been traded to the Celtics. And if you know anything about Kevin Garnett, he's, he's an all-time great. But up until this point, he, he'd done everything in basketball. He'd uh, won every award, and he just uh, was an all-time great basketball player. He's achieved everything except the ultimate achievement, and that's winning an NBA championship. So his, his only goal coming to that Celtics team was to win. And they had the team to do it. It was just a matter of, of getting over that hump. And this interview is before that happened. So they, they were still in the season. And uh, a 
few months after this interview, which will make you appreciate even more, the Celtics did win that championship. They beat Kobe Bryant and the Lakers and won the first championship in 21 years. And as you will see in this interview, it's not just about basketball. Some of the things that he says to Kevin Garnett about life and just everything in this interview helped me. When I, I remember watching this live in 2008, I think it was like at uh, in between halftime of one of the games, they had this interview showing one of the Celtics game that was on ESPN. And I remember watching this in that moment, I understood Bill Russell just here. I didn't see him play or anything like that, but I understood how does someone be that great of a winner and teammate? And if you just hear him talk, especially in this interview, I think you'll understand. So thanks for watching and, and watch this interview. And you let me know in the comments what you think. I've always looked at like if I if I can't do one thing tonight, it's I gotta be able to play defense. That's the only thing you can do that you could be completely consistent every night, right? Yeah. I never considered a good defensive play until we hit the ball. But that's why when I block shots, I always block them in place where I could go get it. You never put one in the front row. No. Never get out of here. Give me that. No, I, in fact, I used to sometimes would, uh, would just touch with my fingertip just to change direction. You know, the one thing I've always wanted to ask you and I haven't won the NBA championship, haven't done much in that regards the motivation to win not only one but two three <clears throat> what's the motivation behind all that well my only interest was winning the games I wanted to win every game and so you played long enough and you're intelligent enough to know how to win yes and so the only mental part left is you decide to do it. Am I willing to take this ability and make us win games with it? There's no magic. Hey, big How you doing, man? How you doing, I'm out here trying. I'm trying. It don't look good, but I'm trying. <laughs> good to see you, man. Good to see you. I'll see you later, okay? Good to see you, man. Okay. Every time I've seen you, man, you've always been genuine. And I've uh, tried to always return that, so... I ain't the comedian you are, but you're a pleasure to be around. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something. I don't think that you will encounter anyone happier than I am. It's almost serious. But the first thing that I knew as a human being was that my mother and father loved me. And that's what you got to give your kids. Okay? Yeah, well. Yeah, well. And in doing that, it would enhance your life so much. Mm. And that, that what you're doing now is a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think that you're going to win at least two or three championships here. Okay? And if you don't, but I see you playing the way you should play, I'll share one of mine with you. I'll share you. This, this is a genuine friendship thing I'm talking about. But if you play the way you play and you dedicate yourself to doing it, 
they will come. It's like they feel the dreams. If you build it, they will come. You may have to put your arms around a couple guys and take them with you. But you can't put, drag them. You got to put your arms around and take them with you. Okay? And uh, I, you have no idea how proud I am of you. I couldn't be any more proud of you than I am of my own kids. And uh, I see you at number five. That's close to six. Ha, 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 ha,